Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. So today we're going to jump right into Scripture as we get started. I want to turn to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 16, and it's quite a lengthy passage here, so bear with me. But this is about, of course, the birth of Christ, and really, uh, primarily, Herod's reaction to Jesus Christ and his authority uh, is what we're looking at today. So, verse 1 starts with, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with them. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where the Christ should be born. And when they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy, and when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down, and worshipped him, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt and was there unto the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coasts thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. When we read the response of Herod, it's amazing how we instantly begin to demonize him in our minds. And don't get me wrong, when he gets to the point of slaughtering the children, I would say that's probably a fair judgment. But I want to look closely today, closely into ourselves and see if we don't all have a little bit of this Herod hiding in our hearts. And what I mean by that is the struggle for kingship. Verse 3 says, when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Any authority that someone would claim within Herod's jurisdiction would be a direct conflict with his own authority. See, we don't have to look just to scriptures to find that struggle. We hear it all the time. I don't need God to be a good person. I don't need God telling me what to do. I don't need help from anyone. I can take care of myself. I'm the master of my seat. I do what I want. And as it says, all Jerusalem 
was troubled with him, and all Jerusalem is all too happy to jump on the wagon with us too. That's right. Good for you. You're perfect the way you are. You can do it. You're strong, and you don't need anything or anyone. (laughs) Herod was reluctant to lay down any power or authority. And Herod was clinging to the throne for authority. And those close to Herod were clinging to Herod for authority. And, And there's a free side note there. Don't get advice on matters of authority from people whose own authority depends on your authority. (laughs) Don't ask your drug dealer if you should stop doing drugs. Don't ask your boyfriend or girlfriend if you should be more sexually pure. Don't ask a salesman if you should save your money. Don't ask the creation if you should believe the creator. I mean, that was free, so just tuck that away. (laughs) Uh, All sin is a struggle for kingship. As I said, When we read this, it's so obvious to us now that Herod is being ridiculous. But then all of us turn so easily around and and refuse God's authority in our own life. When God's commandments are too hard, too many, too specific, too boring, too old-fashioned, too irrelevant, what we're saying is that we aren't going to let God have reign in our jurisdiction. And how quickly we turn to our friends and say, well, what do you think? instead of just submitting to what the king has commanded. We just play go fish for advice until we find the people who agree with our motives, and then we have some new best friends. <laughs> he, he had the truth before him, presented by the wise men. But he wasn't interested in any truth that was a challenge to his authority. What is our priority, truth or authority? Herod wanted to know all about Jesus. Look at verses 7 and 8. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. Are we seeking for what's true about God's authority to please him? Or are we seeking how much authority we have to please ourselves? And so look what happens when he's not told what he wanted to hear. Herod reacts horribly when he isn't given the answer he wants. It says, then Herod, in verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. How angry do we get when someone sidesteps or opposes our authority? When God tries to correct us through his word or, or through an individual, are we receptive to correction? Or do we just think we know better and decide that we can just solve the problem ourselves? And, and how big of a cost, how big of a cost are we willing to pay to try and maintain our authority rather than bowing to God's? The closing thought I have for you today is just a simple question, but it's a big question. Is Jesus a threat to your authority? Every day we encounter situations, people, and powers who will question God's authority in our lives. Will we seek Christ like the wise men so we may bow before him? Or will we, like Herod, turn aside and say, I I can take care of this my own way. 
Is Jesus Christ a threat to your authority? Or is he the source of it? Colossians 1.16 says, For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Amen. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.